I want you to talk about women. Mr. Crown? I'm sorry. Women. You've yet to talk about women. Oh, I enjoy women. Enjoyment isn't intimacy. And intimacy isn't necessarily enjoyment. How would you know? Has it occurred to you that you have a problem with trust? <laughs> I trust myself implicitly. Yes, but can other people trust you? Oh, you mean society at large? I mean women, Mr. Crown. Yes, a woman could trust me. Good. Under what extraordinary circumstances would you allow that to happen? A woman could trust me as long as her interest didn't run too contrary to my own. <laughs> On society at large? If its interests were to run counter to your own? Hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. A little, a uh, little clip from uh, the Thomas Crown Affair, a 1999 movie with uh, Pierce Bronson. And man, what a great movie! I, I just saw the movie the other day, and when I when it started, which is that that's the very beginning of the movie, it. Uh, I was like, ooh, that'd be a great opening to to one of my um, my podcasts, and it was. And it, it we're not going to talk about women exclusively because I think uh, everything that they kind of covered there, just trust and and intimacy and and enjoyment, are things that are what people who are well single or married <laughs> want to achieve, right? But I the this brings me into really the topic. I'm I'm forcing this transition, throwing it in from you know fifth into reverse right now. Uh because I saw another ad or a trailer or something that talked about blind dating. And not just blind dating like I have a friend, I'm gonna introduce him to you and you're gonna meet for the first time, you know. In other words, you haven't seen each other yet, so you're going to have a blind date. The The Netflix show that I saw, I think it's just called Blind Date. I, I think I have a synopsis, I think. Let me see what the synopsis is. I think it's, uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, or it's called Love is Blind, not Blind Date. It's called Love is Blind. The series follows 30 men and women hoping to find love. For 10 days in a speed dating format, the men and women date each other in different pods where they can talk to each other, but not see each other. Whenever they decide the men are able to propose to the woman they want to marry. Wow. A po just proposing sight unseen. Um, that's wild. And I've expressed this before in previous podcasts that I wish that we could date like we were blind. Unfortunately, I would say our, what, society, like how we were raised, culture, there's so many different factors, right, that, that shape us. Uh, 
into who we think we are or who we, who we are. And yeah, this brings up a, 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 even a bigger conversation of just, you know, when we talk about, I am just who I am or I'm free to be who I am. Are we really though? You know, are we really, I feel like we're shaped a lot by those that we hang around by culture, by media, social media, uh, so many things have an impact and an influence on us for, um, good or bad. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely impacting us whether we want to admit to it or not. So the whole idea with this blind date, which I just read to you, which would be making a decision without seeing someone. And, you know, I've had people say this to me before. They're like, Oh, I'm, uh, you know, looks don't matter to me. (laughs) I call bullshit. Yes. They might not matter as much to you as they do to someone else. Of course. Right. Some people are more keen on looks than others. And that's fine. Everybody's entitled to like what they want to like and not like what they don't like. I mean, that's part of being a human. There's not one way for everybody, but I, you know, how would we date different if we were blind? I guess that's a good question to ask ourselves. Like how would you date someone or how would you, pardon me, how would you date differently if you were blind? Well, I I mean, I I know I'd date different. I wish I was, I wish I was able to, to, you know, people say love is blind. No, it's not. It's just not. Now, granted, I think, uh, 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 how can I say this? Like you can be married to someone and, and that person to, uh, I don't know, but has something happened to them or just doesn't age well. And, you know, you've spent years and years developing such a deep love and a commitment to this person that, yeah, looks don't matter in that situation. I mean, I know a lot of people that, you know, got married pretty much right after high school when they were skinny and hot and the star quarterback and the lead cheerleader. And then, you know, here they are now 25 years later (laughs) and they don't look like no cheerleader and he don't look like no quarterback, you know, that, that they've clearly, you know, aged. We all will age and we all do age, but I mean, we'll all, I don't care if you can look good for your age, you know, like Rob Lowe, that dude, like what the hell he doesn't age, but I guarantee you, one day he will, there'll be some day that he'll show up on TV and you'll be like, what, what happened to Rob Lowe? Well, he got old. <laughs> we, we are all going to get old. That like, everybody turns a corner at some point. I mean, there's a very few, was it Bob Barker? This is terrible. I don't even know if Bob Barker still is. He, he's not alive still. Is he? Well, I don't think he is. This is terrible that I don't know that Bob Barker. I'm looking him up. Bob Barker. Let's see. I think he's passed, right? Or no, is he? Is he still alive? Oh my gosh. I guess I, I guess he's still alive. Robert William Barker is an American retired television game show host is known for hosting CBS's the price is right. 
I currently he's 98 years old. Okay. I guess that uh, I just haven't heard of him forever. There's a lot of people that apparently typed into Google is Bob Barker still alive. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, Bob Barker's 98 years old and he still looks good. Right. I mean, he doesn't look like, you know, what he did when he was in his thirties and forties, clearly, but he still looks good for his age. Anyway, I don't know why, I, why he came to mind. I, I thought he had passed away. 98, man, good for him. I hope he makes, makes it to at least a hundred. So love isn't blind, but I believe that love can become blind. And I do really believe in the idea from Esther Perel that you don't find love, you choose love. And I really believe that. I mean, there is, yes, the, the face might be the, might be the, the window to, to the window that you're interested in and you want to look in to the house, look in further. Right. I mean, that, that, I, I think or it's what it's what it gets your attention. It's what turns you aside is it the, the face or the body, whatever you're into. Clearly, that's what all the dating apps are all based on. Right. I mean, let's be honest. People that say love is blind and I don't really care that much about looks. Oh, I guarantee you that I could just show you a picture and I don't care how much you don't think looks matter. You'd swipe left. You would reject that person. And and that's not bad. I know that I sometimes um, talk about this like, man, I wish I did. But, you know, the reality is we're all wired how we're wired. And men and women are wired different. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. We're, we're just wired different. Men are more visual. And uh, women are more emotional. Stereotypically, okay, that's just typical. And that that's not bad or good or whatever. It's just the kind of the way it is. And so a, a man can see a woman and fall in love, right? And, and I know this from just personal experience. There have been women that I just found to be so attractive that I thought I would marry this person. And the crazy thing is that's not true. I, you know, I've talked about how much I love um, or how much I am attracted to um Goodness, uh, Kate Beckenhall or Beckham, whatever her name is. I think she's so beautiful. You know, Pamela Anderson. I mean, you name Jennifer Aniston, all these different, you know, people you see and you go, oh, they're so attractive. The, the, the reality is I say, oh, I would marry her. I might not. <laughs> and not, I mean, they wouldn't marry me anyway. I'm too ugly and not, you know, don't have enough money. Uh, but regardless, if, if, if I were to meet them, I might not find them as attractive personally, meaning with their personality. We've all had this happen. I have. I've gone out with someone that was super attractive and they became very unattractive to me after the date. Or also I've gone out with women that I, I really didn't find them super crazy attractive. I mean, they were decent, maybe, you know, whatever I had my, like, eh, I don't know. I've seen better looking. Right. But after the date, you found them to be more beautiful and even right. So I think this is, I think this is common between men and women. I don't think this is an exclusive thing for men only, in fact, you know, maybe I'll call someone here in a minute 
just to just to ask them what they think about that, you know, because it makes a difference after you meet someone. It's not based on looks alone, but looks do seem to matter. Clearly more to some people than others. I, it's it's a sliding scale. I, I think this is true of of people's likes and dislikes in general. Like how how bad does this bother you, right? For some, they'd really hate it. And for others, it's like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, right? On any of it, like even something like smoking, I would think most people would say, yeah, I don't want a smoker, but clearly if they're a smoker, then they won't mind at all. If they're an occasional smoker, then they'll mind depending on how much they smoke, right? I mean, it just depends. Like for me, I'm not a, I'm not a smoker, but I smoke cigars. I'm not a cigarette smoker, but I smoke cigars. So you know, if someone tells me, yeah, I might have a cigarette when I drink or whatever, who am I to judge? I have cigars, you know, I don't know, one, one a month. I mean, I don't do that many, but I, you know, I like cigars with my friends, but you know, that classify me as a, as a full blown smoker. You know, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm going to call one of my friends, Maddie, Maddie K and see what she says about how, how important looks are. So let's, Let's uh let's give her a call real quick. Okay, this should be ringing. Oh shoot! Hey, Maddie hey K. <laughs> Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You're live on my podcast. I had a quick question for you. I'm doing a podcast on that new Netflix series called. Uh, Blind date, I think. Blind date. Okay. Um, is that right? Let me look at the title of the show here. Love is blind. There we go. Love is blind. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. It's it's fascinating. Are you have you seen it at all? I've not seen it, but I like know the premise like of the show, I think. Pretty so what do you what do you think about the premise of the show? Because that's the part that I'm just like as much as I would like to say that I wish love was totally, completely blind, I don't think that's true for anybody. I mean, there are people that would say, oh, looks don't matter that much. I'm all about personality. And I'm thinking, oh, I bet you I could show you a picture of someone you wouldn't want to go out with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there is some truth to that. And I feel like that's why so many people like hide behind uh you know like their curated lives or like even people they'll post like false pictures of themselves like online dating and stuff like that so i definitely think people believe that there's this you know you have to look a certain way to date certain people or you know be perceived in one way so yeah. i think the show is trying to like get away from that but you know it's funny you mentioned that i just was shamelessly scrolling tiktok the other day and uh, <laughs> this, you're a tiktok <laughs> watcher oh man self-disclosure self um, <laughs> but they were they were watching a, the show the, the lowest blind show and the guy like goes up to meet his person and he's like got dead arms like he's not even moving his arms like you know when you walk and then he like grimaces when he sees this girl when he oh. goes to kiss her and I just kind of felt like, man, like, I wonder, you know, you wonder what that expression was about. Was he like, was he upset? Was he happy? Like, what was that? You know, it was more like a 30 second clip, you know, and the person was commenting on it that they felt like they didn't enjoy the person that they just saw. Yeah. So really intense though, to be like, you know, you put yourself out there and kind of let your guard down to 
get to know somebody, but then they see you and they're like, ah, no, that's not for me. Yeah. Like, that would be horrible. So you know, it, it, yeah, it would be horrible. And because it, it, because looks are so, uh, is it objective or subjective where, you know, what, what I yeah. think is attractive is going to be different than my buddy Joe and then my buddy Mike and then my buddy Ricky, like each of us might have a different idea of what is attractive. And it's not that someone is necessarily unattractive. It's just that they're not attractive to certain people, you know, I mean, there's definitely been people I've seen and I thought, man, she's pretty. And then I look at my friend, I'm like, dude, look at her. And they're like, he's like, Oh, I don't think so. And I'm like, what? Yeah, you know, definitely so, been there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, yes. I'm sure you've been out with your girlfriends and your girlfriend's like, check that hot guy out. And you're like, ooh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know. I mean, there's also this piece of like getting to which, you know, the, the show I think gets into this, but getting to know someone and maybe they're not like your, I don't know, like picture perfect person, right? Like their physique and the things that they have on the physical side, but their personality and their mind and like these things are attractive. Like I think so there's this delicate balance of like, yes, somebody could be physically pleasing, but if you're an asshole, like that sucks. Oh, you know, like, yes. You know, like, so I don't know. I hope more people give, others grace when they're dating and when they're going out, you know, and maybe not looking for some of those check boxes on the outside and really looking inward to like who people are. I think it's almost looks are the thing that just gives the, an opportunity for there to be a relationship. Meaning I, I have mm-hmm. definitely gone out with people that I thought, Oh yeah, I mean, she's cute. You know I mean? Like not like model and, but you know, like, Oh, she's cute. And right. then yeah. you get to know them and you're like, man, she is a model. And you know, they become more, right. they become more attractive to you because yes. you know the personality or their emotional maturity or whatever it might be, their humor, all of a sudden it's like they, they go from what, you know, I don't like the number system, but it's like, they go from like, Oh yeah. I mean, she's okay looking to she's fucking hot because <laughs> right. everything yeah. else matched up. And yes. Oh my gosh. I've gone out with women that, you know, Victoria's Secret model on the outside. And then as soon as they open their mouth, you're like, oh, dear God, you're like really ugly, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so yeah, it can exactly. go either way. It's it's just unfortunate that looks do play a role. And again, in men and women, and I feel just, you know, I'm a guy, so I don't I can't get into the head of a woman, but it, it seems the way we're wired, you know, men are a little bit more looks conscious or you know they yeah they visual like with their eyes it's what they see you know right well it kind of reminds me of like i mean we've talked about this before but you know when people send you like what women want and what men want in terms of like connection and how that gets started is totally different i think you're on board with like it is more of a physical thing at first i think for men sometimes not to say that women don't you know, we're like, definitely if we think we're hot or they're hot, you know, you're going to say that or feel that, but we might be more willing to be like, I'm going to give this guy a chance. Like he's maybe a little quirky or whatever, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, so I definitely think men are more visual and women are more like, we want to have some sort of like emotional type connection along with, but we're, I think we're more okay with letting go a little bit of some of that physical stuff. Yeah. If they're emotionally, in tune or 
And I think it definitely has a role, you know, how you meet, right? If, if you meet on a dating app, clearly, I don't care what anybody says, you're not swiping white right on someone unless you yeah. look and just go, oh, like they're like, yes, you know, like they're physically yeah, you, like it's not you're not reading. You're not looking at their face going, oh, God, she's ugly. Oh, but her bio is so awesome. <laughs> right. I right. mean, let's be honest. Everybody's looking to like you're looking at someone and thinking, could I kiss this person? Could I whatever with this person? Like, do I find them physically attractive? Yes or no. And then if I do, like, let's see what else I like about them, yeah. you know, and people sure you can write an amazing bio but any words are cheap sometimes you know anybody can write something online sure um, exactly so. you could have someone else write it Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> someone's like man your bio is amazing we're like yeah thank you to my friend julie for writing it <laughs> well I, this is such a great topic because i've said it countless times that you know i wish i wish i wish that that culture or the way society's shaped us, you know, at least I, me, you know, I wish that that was not a thing. Like I wish that that looks just played no role in, in me connecting with someone and, and, you know, falling in love with someone. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, there's not anybody I've ever met that could genuinely say that, you know, I've had, a, I've had guys say, well, it looks don't really matter. And I'm like, yeah, hello. Look at your wife. She's a model. You idiot. Like, of course yeah. it mattered. She's drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was another show on Netflix. It was a movie and I think it came out around the holiday time and it had Nina Dubrov in it. Um, and some other people. Yes. But okay. It's like the same with some conversation we're having in reverse, and, you know, she, yes, she meets this guy online. They're talking, they live across the country. Also, like, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Um, but, like, they fall in love, basically, over the phone. And she gets there, and he's, it's not the guy at all. Right. Totally different person, totally different life. And then she kind of realizes, you know, through it all that she really did care for this man. Um, now, you know, you always, you don't always see, but sometimes you're out, and you see couples, and you're like, oh, that's a different pairing. Like, maybe yes. I would just put them together. Right. But it happens. And, um, but that's our like societal pressure and like fitting into these norms that really are arbitrary when it comes to people falling in love and having yeah. a connection and those types of things. So, yeah, yeah. I did Great. see that. I need to watch that. Cause I, I, I think I've seen a little bit of it. And of course, you know, my mind goes straight to, well, this is a movie, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> of course this is, you know, I, I knew where the show was going. Well, you can see it coming. Yeah, oh yeah. It, you it see it you coming. Right, so like five minutes into the movie, you're like, I know what's going to happen here, but yet you still watch it. Um, you know, and so. I, yeah, there's, and I, I think going back to when I said, it depends on how you meet. Like if I'm meeting someone out and about, yes, their personality might be what first kind of captures me. Right. You know, yeah, but, but on the dating yeah. apps, yeah, out in the wild, which which is much what I prefer. I don't I don't like online. Right, yeah. I prefer just out in the wild because I, I feel um, well, I just feel more secure to, you know, to talk to anybody and have a conversation. I don't have any problem with that um, right. because I don't I don't want someone judging me by my my looks either. And not not because I think I'm ugly or I think I'm attractive. I You know, I just have a. You know, I have a unique look and not everybody likes either long hair on a man or earrings or tattoos or, you know, when you have a certain look, 
I, I matter of fact, I had a friend of mine, um, I don't know, this might've been six months ago or so wanted to set me up on a date, which I'm always leery of, of blind dates because you, <laughs> you women always think your friends are hot. And then when, then when you introduce them, it's like, Oh, huh. She's not quite what I would have pictured as hot, but, and I say that in all niceness again, looks are objective or subjective. Like I, you know, yeah. I have found many women beautiful that my friends were like, really? I'm like, well, I mean, you know, so you can't help it. And so, you know, this, she said, Oh my gosh, my friend is so hot. You'll, you'll just, you'll, you'll love it. You'll want to meet her and, you know, met her. And I was like, uh, okay. Not what I was thinking. And then, you know, you hang out cause it was a, they invited me to a football game. So, you know, by the time, by halftime got there, you know, it was like, Oh, okay. She's fun. She's funny. You know, she was becoming right. much more attractive to me. Um, but, sure. but she, you know, her friends didn't tell her that I had like a lot of tattoos, like a lot, you know, like my hands and I, like, right. I, can't, I can't hide them. And she's, no, she doesn't like tattoos. Yeah. You can't hide it unless I'm wearing gloves and a hat and, you know, scarf and everything else. And nor should you like, nor should you like shield that. But you know, kind of what you're talking about is people's perception. It's their reality. And so like, although yes, this physicality of dating and all of these things and what you find attractive, like, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing. It's all information that you're taking in to decide, like, do you, do you want to see if this person aligns with you or not? And, you know, when you say, you know, she's hot, like, that's that person's reality. And in your mind, you have what defines that to you. Right. And so there is these juxtapositions, but I don't think they're bad. They're just different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as long as you're not out here in the world, like shaming people for whatever they look like, that's like an extreme. Oh God, of course. But I think it's okay for us to have preferences and not, I mean, you know, you don't want to. Well, not feel bad about it. Someone. Yeah. And to not, and just kind of own that piece of you and be authentic in what you like and what you don't like, as long as you're not out here being mean to people. I don't think that's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. And that's, that's, it's unfortunate that some people, uh, you know, would take that so personal when it's, yeah, you're right. It's like, well, it's just the way it is. In other words, you know, when I've, yeah. I've heard this story, I've, I have a lot of female friends that have showed me texts or uh, let me listen to a voicemail from a guy that they rejected. And, mm -hmm. you know, not always, but there's been many times that they that just a nasty text, like just nasty. And I'm thinking right. to myself, dude, have you not ever rejected someone? Have you ever gone out with someone and they were into you and you weren't into them? Well, of course you have, because everybody's right. been rejected and everybody has rejected someone. So sure. do it graciously, like for Pete's sakes, that kind of, that kind of moron behavior. I do not, I just don't understand. I don't understand how anyone can be upset when they get rejected. Now I can understand being upset internally, like bummed out or whatever, but I don't care if I, I, I would never send a nasty message to a female if she rejected me. Oh, sure. Well, and I I've been rejected. About the person. Yes, yeah. I've been rejected. It my reply is the same. <laughs> I actually saved it in my notes. It just said, "Hey, thank you so much. You're a great person. It was a pleasure meeting you. I wish you well, and I hope you find yeah. true love." I mean, it's a very kind because I mean yeah. it. <laughs> I know you do, and I, you know, like 
all of these times, like when people said something and you're like, Ooh, like that stings and I have to just remind myself, all right, that says more about that person and how they're feeling than what I may or may not have done. Um, and I think it kind of goes back to like their sense of self and like, wow, you're, you know, you're really putting it out there like that. That's really hurtful. And, you know, while someone else is just trying to be respectful. Yeah. So I think, you know, at that point, I had to just feel like that's happened to me before. I'm like, all right, see, my gut was right. I knew what I was doing. And yeah, I wish you well, like, even though you're going to be nasty, but sure. it's just, well, yeah, but- I think it's unfortunate that we treat other people that way. But I really, I just have to pause and think and say, that's really not about me. It's about them in that moment. So. Yeah. Well, I didn't even think to mention this. Uh, I will in the show notes that you're a licensed therapist. And so, you know, you're, you're training yeah. these things and dealing with people and you're right. It does have the, the guy that, or the, or the female I've, I've actually, sure, it can you know, go both ways yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. I've had, I've had, yeah, I've not very often. It seems like the females are pretty kind, you know, when you say, Hey, I'm just not really feeling it. Like typically they're fairly nice, but I've, I've gotten the occasional scathing, reply back you know like well you're just a piece of shit asshole and you don't nah, 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 nah. and you're like oh my god like wow yeah, How, what i do I to deserve ask, that like, what yeah what happened to you like what happened to you to make me say that yeah how's your relationship with your daddy <laughs> well i don't even know if it's that but it's like wow something bad happened to you and you're hurt about that you know and that's just like what it brings to my mind when people kind of use those really sharp words and statements to other people. Yeah, you're, you're right. It really is more about them. And even when you, when people say, well, you're, you've triggered me, it's like, well, no, not, I didn't trigger you. You're, you, you're getting triggered, you know, cause we've all had those moments that certain things have, have triggered us. Um, you know, I, I actually got triggered the other day to be honest <laughs> and, uh, and i remember thinking it wow happens, what what's right? yeah i was like wow that's weird like what is that about like what why would uh-huh. that why would that bother you timmy like what what's in you that that yeah, someone right. else doing something that they're free to do like why does that bother you it was just a weird like this weird like i really went inward you know because i'm i'd really try to be as self-reflective as i possibly can and self-aware you know which is a, right. a, a topic that i I'm just fascinated by, you know, how, how many people aren't self-aware. It's hard work to look in the mirror and to face those triggers and to face your bias that you have and all of those things. It's really hard to do that because then that you have to reflect about what's that mean about myself and then what am I putting out into the world? And sometimes that can be a scary thought conversation to have with yourself or even if you're going to be vulnerable with a therapist or a friend and talking about those things it's difficult because a lot of people just want to push them, you know, to this little spot in our brain that's safe and confined. And then they come out, like you just said, in those texts and those interactions with other people, or even when you're doing something and you're like, Oh, I don't know that it's going to strike a chord with me, but it did. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's weird. How you mentioned, you know, confirmation bias. And, and I think part of it is it's our identity, you know, having been a formerly religious person and now not, you know, it, it was my identity. I was a Christian. Like I was a Christian. That was who I was. So when right. I started to, to kind of detangle that and deconstruct my belief system and, you know, ended up landing somewhere else, it, it was, it was difficult uh, to, to, yeah. to remove myself from my beliefs. And now, now I've like, okay, I'm Timmy. I have certain beliefs 
and I, mm-hmm. it, I'm not my beliefs, but I have beliefs. So when I'm right. confronted with something, you know, that, that disrupts a belief, it doesn't disrupt my life. It just makes me go, Oh, well, I need to, to look at that. And that's something to consider. Maybe what I'm thinking or believing is wrong, or maybe my perspective isn't accurate, or maybe I've based my decision or what I think I believe on incorrect information because, you know, sometimes you, the, the truth is a little, a little wiggly, especially when you consider what we think is true when it's unprovable or something that has no really, no real solid evidence to, to confirm or deny, you know, then it, then sure. it, then it is right. just a belief it's a, it's a faith issue or, or whatever, but it, that, you know, that's just true. Like politically, dear Lord, I mean, the Democrats think they're right and the Republicans think they're right. And it's just like, <laughs> holy hell, y'all, <laughs> you know? Yes, uh, yes. Values are super important. And whether that's, you know, your political beliefs, your spirituality, your faith, your beliefs that your family has put on to you or that you believe in, like all of those things are super important to people. And so when they're challenged, you know, one way or the other, I think that's where we kind of find our sense of self. And you have to think about, you know, what do I believe to be true about these things? And do I subscribe to that anymore? Or am I different from that? And really figuring out where you are and trying to live through that authentically as you can is, you know, that's, that's the goal. So being self-aware, you know, having those and challenging your thoughts. I don't think it's, you know, bad to do those things. But you you kind of talked about, you know, that prior self of having those beliefs and kind of realigning your life. And sometimes it brings up past things and it's like a, like you grieving that, but you, in some ways it is this kind of grief of like letting this part go and then figuring out how to try to change your mindset around this new sense of self and where you're going to go and um, your actions. Yeah. Well, that's really good. I, I wrote, I wrote this down and do you have a couple second seconds here for me to read something to you? And then if you need to go, we can go. Yeah. No, sure. sure. Are you yeah, driving? You're good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm pulling into Overland park actually, uh, right now. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. well, when you got to go, just tell me, actually, I've got about okay. like six minutes and it's going to time out anyway. Sure. But when, when I start thinking about this whole idea of, of blind dating, you know, this idea of, you know, how, how could we be more in, in line with dating as if we're blind, you know? So I came up with these, these seven things that I think most of us, like if you had a pie, you know, if you have a pie and you're going to put it off into percentages, these seven Mm -hmm. things might be the seven main things that make up the total 100%. And this is just out of my own brain here. So, you you know, face, you know, are you attracted to their face, body? And I separated those two, not that they necessarily need to be separated, but I know with, within the, the guy world, that that's a conversation. Like what, what matters more, more to you, a body, you know, a great body or a great face, you know, cause the face mm-hmm. is what you got to look at forever. You know, like, and that's just, <laughs> again, maybe I'm letting, letting the world into the guy's mindset, but this is just sometimes what guys talk about. And then, sure, sure. and this isn't necessarily in order of importance, you know, you'd have to put it in the, your own okay. order, you know, your own order of importance. Right. I just wrote line your pie how you want it. Exactly. Which I did post this okay. on Facebook. I said, here's the seven things in my mind, align them however you want. 
Anyway, I right, had number right. one is face. But again, this isn't my order. This is just the order I put them in face, body, personality, okay. emotional maturity, career, um, financial status that could maybe be combined, but someone could have a career and be, but broke. So I separated them. Sure. Uh, and then the last one I put down was intelligence. Um, so that to me, those are the seven main ones. And maybe there's other ones that, again, depending on what's important to other people, some people might go, oh, my God, well, you didn't even mention right. humor. Where's humor? And I'm like, well, to me, right. humor goes right. under personality. But again, sure. maybe that's so important that you're like, well, they might have a good personality, but if they're not funny, I'm like, OK, well, I'd see how then you could separate and put humor in there. Right. But I exactly. feel like the. I yeah. feel like everything could be summed up in physical appearance and personality. I, I mean, like personality, emotional intelligence can go under that, I guess. So right. when it comes to you that, kind of have this like hierarchy of thinking, you know, this kind of like, all right, here's the overarching things. And then as you tear them down, you know, as you go and think about that. Sure. So yeah. whenever, so I'm just curious and I'll let you go when, when you, uh, I'm assuming you date. And so mm -hmm. can a guy's face or, and body catch your attention to where you're like, Oh, I'm interested to get to know him. Or is it for you? And I have no idea if you're like online or whatever, but if you do online, if you read a bio and go, oh, well, he sounds interesting. His face isn't all that great, but his bio was good. So I'll swipe right mm -hmm. on him. Or are you more of, yeah. I'd rather meet someone out in the real world. We strike up a conversation at a bar when you're out with your friends and it's like, oh, well, he seems cool. And yeah, look like we're, I'm just curious from a woman's perspective, what, What's, what is it for you and, you know, some of your girlfriends, what do you all talk about? Sure. Uh, gosh, you know, I think it's a combination of both. Um, you know, I'll swipe online and like, sure. If somebody's hot or whatever in my mind, yeah, I'll swipe or they could have a really weird bio though. And I'd be like, no, like you're cute, but that seems odd. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> but there have been men where I'm like, yeah, he's cute. Like, I wonder, you know, maybe he's not. Uh, as aesthetically pleasing in my brain, um, but uh, he has a funny, charming bio, and then I'll sure. swipe right. Sure. Um, but you know, out in the wild, it's difficult. I think that, uh, you know, when you go out, I think it's intimidating to approach, just personally, intimidating to approach people. And anymore, I feel lots of us are like on our phones a lot. And so the engagement between like groups of people, I think, is less than maybe it used to be but you know either way I think it's okay but um I feel like when I look at people or am wanting to get to know someone when I'm reading about their bio I always think about does this more so when I'm reading about a bio does this align with what I believe to be true about life and then kind of go from there like if someone says like oh if you voted for so-and-so oh, swipe brother. left or right I'm I hate like, that that's too intense. Like, even if I agree with your political beliefs, like don't put your political crap on other people and you just seem like a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> That's my immediate thought. Like, I love hearing you say that Maddie Kay. Cause I'm the same <laughs> way. When I, when I read that, yeah. they're like, if you voted for Trump swipe left, I'm like, well, I did not vote for uh, Trump and I'm going to swipe <laughs> left on your ass anyway, because of right. your dogmatic viewpoint. 
right. Those kind of like diminishing statements, I just can't, that's not something that aligns with what I value in other people, whether that's a friend or a partner. Um, so that would just be an automatic nope. Yeah, which is funny. Just in in my mind, I'm like, think about what you're saying. When I see a comment like that, right. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, do you know what you're saying here? You're 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 basically saying that what your your political position is 100 correct, and I must have the same exact viewpoint as you, or I'm excommunicated. But what about Great, nuance? Yeah. What about yeah. nuance? What about conversation? Yeah. <laughs> what about what about the fucking freedom to to have variance of belief? <laughs> right. right. And I think sometimes that's a beautiful part about meeting new people and having conversations is, you know, we may have a different belief and that's fine. I'm cool with disagreeing, but respectfully hearing somebody else's opinion and being like, hey, like this makes sense to you and where you come from and your values. And I can appreciate that as long as like people can articulate, you know, why right. um, they feel a certain way. I'm definitely on board with respecting yeah. differences, but yeah, but that kind of like standoffish, like, nope. Okay. I'll yeah. Right. Or left. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maddie K, I so appreciate your time. Let me just, I mean, we didn't plan this. We're you and I are trying to do a podcast no. together and here we are last minute little throw you on here, but we'll, we'll do a longer conversation in the next week or two. I know after this little excerpt, people are gonna be like, Hey, I want to hear from Maddie K again. Oh my gosh. Well, it was great talking to you. I'm glad you sent me a little line and um, had a chance to chat. Yeah. Thanks, hon. Talk to you soon. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. So there you go. Right. And, and it's not just, this isn't just the, the uh, this isn't just the Timmy's opinion show. <laughs> is primarily that oh my gosh but i i think i hopefully i do a good job on uh whoops hopefully i do a good job on bringing in some people with not just different views than me but just especially when it comes to the sexes you know i i definitely love getting a female's perspective because Females and males just see the world a little different and, and feel different and have different experiences, right? I mean, <laughs> I saw a commercial, <laughs> I saw this, I'd say a commercial it was some kind of little meme or a, some kind of video. And it was, it was the side-by-side -side comparison of what it's like to be a guy online dating and what it's like to be a, a a woman online dating and the, the guy's just sitting there like twirling his thumbs or whatever. And then the, the girl it's it's a moving motion meme. And it's just like a whole handful of hot dogs are just thrown out of the, out of the computer screen, you know, coming at her face or whatever. <laughs> and I thought that was just funny. And one of my female friends, I said, is that true? She goes, Oh yeah. Like you just are inundated, you know, women, online or just inundated by just so many men, you know, <laughs> appearing like thirsty or whatever, which I would say this, I, I think this is actually worthy of mentioning. If you're a guy and you're doing online dating, just remember that, that if you swipe right on someone, you know, that she's also got a hundred other guys that have swiped right on her too. So 
and I've seen this, I've seen this firsthand, my female friends that will show me their, their Tinder or show me their Bumble or Hinge or whatever, and just all the conversations. So guys, I'm just going to tell you right now, you have to imagine that like you're competing with a lot of other guys. So, you know, unless you just are so strikingly handsome that she is interested because of your sheer jawline, then you, you probably need to appear a little clever and you should probably come up with some witty, fun questions or comments rather than just, hi, hey, what you doing? What's up? <laughs> and listen, I've done the online dating and I've done, I've been guilty of that because it's just like, oh my gosh, I don't like, do I have to try to be creative every time, you know, when, when it's because you first want to just see, do we click? Let's just, can we just get to a conversation here real quick? And I know for me personally, it's, I it's like, can we just get to coffee? Let's just get to coffee. Let's sit down over coffee and we can skip all this little chit chat back and forth. Let's just, let's just quickly grab coffee as soon as we can in the next couple of weeks and, and see if we vibe, see if we vibe in person. That's what really matters. Anyway, yeah, I just watched. Uh, so uh, as soon as I got off the phone with Maddie Kay, I um, I ended this little portion. Of course, it's seamless for you, but there was a little bit, a few minute break there. And I went on YouTube and searched uh, blind date um, or not blind date. Uh, what's it called? Let's go back. Love is blind. I don't know why I keep messing that up. Yeah. Love is blind. Love is blind. Love is blind. Anyway, I kept uh, pulling up uh, love is blind and I found the, the trailer for it and holy moly, I, I guess I didn't get the full, I didn't get the full picture of exactly what the show is, but yeah, you don't see this person. You only talk to them while sitting in these pods. Um, where you can't see each other, but that's, that's it. Like you're only talking and you know, I know personally I could fall in love with someone emotionally and yes, upon first sight that could, that could go South or could go North. I mean, you don't know. That's the, 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 the thing about it is you just don't know. I think there's maybe a little bit of an advantage if you already feel emotionally connected and you feel like there's an emotional, I kind of might love this person. At least you would feel like you would emotionally. And if their physical appearance doesn't match the emotional connection, then that's when it can go south for either person. Like, I don't think this is about men or women. I, I even, I would think the same would be true in LGBTQ plus relationships, gay relationships, same sex relationships. I think it'd be exactly the same. Meaning two guys could be talking and kind of feel like they've connected and then meet in person and be like, Oh no, that's not what I was picturing in my mind or two women or this, you know, uh, what, most of us experience would be the heterosexual relationship of men and women. So like, Oh 
man, that that that's that's tough, man. That'd be so tough. It'd be fragile. Like that would be vul- you'd be very vulnerable. I mean, if I was in that pod just talking to someone and I connected deeply, oh, it would just break my heart that when we met in person, if I did not look like what she hoped I looked like, oh, like my heart hurts right now just thinking of that. Like it would just break my heart. It would just make you so sad. But the the re, the opposite could be true, right? She could look at me and be like, oh my God, he's the most handsome man ever. And then I'm looking at her and it's like, no. So gosh, I don't even know. I don't know what to think about that show. I, I, I'm going to have to maybe watch it. I don't want to because I'm not much for like reality TV bullshit, but this is fascinating. It's very fascinating. And I just don't, I just don't know what I think about it outside of what I've mentioned before in a Facebook post where I said, if you had a, a matchmaker behind the scenes, matching people fairly evenly. In other words, the matchmaker, okay, let's just say me, let's say that, let's say the show calls me, they, they hire me to, to help with the show as a matchmaker. Well, I can't be in every guy's eyes to say what's attractive and not attractive. Okay. There have been women that I have found attractive that other men have not. And I've also found women not attractive that other men found attractive. So it is subjective. You know, I don't care what anybody says. What's hot to one person is not hot to the next. It's just not. But I think as a matchmaker, if I was working for the show, I think I could probably do a pretty decent job with, with some criteria. One is I would want to see who these people went out with before, like, and not just dates. I would want to sit down with each of them and say, let me see the last five boyfriends. Let me see a picture of the last five boyfriend, like boyfriends that you liked. And then I would want to talk to the dude and be like, Hey, let me see the last five girls that you went out with that you liked, or maybe five's too many that, you know, maybe it's the last two or the last one. I let me like, or if you were married before now you're divorced, well, let me see your ex. Let me see what she looked like. You know, like that would give me a clue on what your tastes are. And I don't mean just taste like, Oh, she was short or she was, you know, she had long hair. She had what, like, not, not just like specifics, but just an overall sense of, ah, okay. Seeing your last two exes gives me a good, good idea of how to match make for you. And, and I know that's something that I do in my matchmaking that I do here in Kansas city is I say, let me see the last you know, couple, if you were married, let me see your ex. If you were, if you've dated, let me see the last couple girlfriends that you liked or, or I'll even sometimes say, who, who are your celebrity crushes? Like, who do you find attractive? Anyway, I'm saying all this to say, I think with the show, which I haven't seen, I have not seen the show, so I don't know how they've done 
this, that if, if you're even you, whoever's listening to this podcast, if you, how can I say this? Okay. Let's put it this way. We've all seen the couples that we thought, huh, that's an interesting couple. I wouldn't have put them two together. Okay. That little phrase is what I want to talk about is evenly matching someone based upon there's going to be several different factors. Like, I don't think you'd put a, a, a multi cabillionaire with, uh, a, a night manager at Waffle House, right? Like if as a matchmaker, see, if I was with, if I was matching a, a, if I was, if a doctor hired me, a surgeon, if a surgeon hired me and he said, Hey, listen, you know, here's the feed that I want you to match. And I'm like, okay, let me see your X's. And I'm like, okay, I get an idea of what you're looking for. Also now I would obviously find out from him if it mattered, but I would, I would assume that he would also want a professional a, you know, a woman that's maybe also a doctor or a woman who is maybe a, a professor or a, a woman that's a lawyer or a woman that's, uh, you know, a high level nurse or in other words, I would try to match him socioeconomically, you know, based on looks, based on career, based on age. You know, that's another thing that that, you know. <laughs> That has to be considered. You know, when I talk to my clients, I'm like, how, how much does age matter? And, and what's your cutoff, you know, five years younger, five years older, or 10 years younger and five years older, or no years older and only 10 years younger. Like what, you know, again, people like what they like and whatever. And so all those things are a factor. So if I was on that show blind date as a matchmaker, I would really try to do each of the individual people a real solid so that I'm not putting someone, I'm not putting a Victoria's secret model, you know, with like, I'm, I'm not with a whatever, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, I'm trying to match. In other words, I would take a, 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 a babe, a babe and put her with a stud. You know what I mean? Like if I was matchmaking for, a female and she was, you know, drop dead gorgeous and real into fitness and had a body that would, you know, whatever. Well, then clearly I'm going to match her with someone that's comparable to that, right? Like someone that's into fitness, someone that looks good, someone that's a handsome guy, you know, like I'm going to try to do my best and also talking to the individual to kind of find out what they like personality wise. I mean, there's a lot involved because right now I've spent all, you know, 10 minutes just talking about the physical matching. Well, outside the physical matching, there's a lot of other things to match, which I did talk about the socioeconomic part too. you know, matching emotional matching in so many different ways and, you know, matching someone that's maybe highly educated with someone that's also highly educated rather than the opposite, right? Someone that's highly educated with someone that's no education. Like that just at, at first blush, that wouldn't necessarily be a good match. It, they wouldn't be compatible. Now I'm going to end this podcast with saying this, what I might think or anyone else might think is making someone compatible or not compatible is as varied as there are humans, right? I've heard those crazy love stories where, you know, someone that was super rich married someone that was super poor, so to speak. And it, it worked out beautiful. You know, I've met people that like 
I wouldn't have matched them physically. You know, like he was a much more handsome person than she was a beautiful person or vice versa. She was way more beautiful than he is as a person. And yet it works. So I I think that we can have in our minds and our own heads kind of what we think. But my challenge to all of us, including myself as a single guy at the time of this podcast, anyway, to be open minded, you know, to be open minded and not maybe maybe not say no so quick. Whenever I don't know, right, just be a little bit more open minded, you know, like why not? What's going to hurt having a conversation? What's what, what would it hurt to go out with him? What would it hurt to go out with her? You know, unless you feel a safety issue or some crazy something. You know, like, uh, you know, I had someone turn me down. Someone was going to set me up on a blind date. And this was months ago. And I was like, they showed me a picture of her. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, I'd, I'd go out to coffee with her. I mean, I didn't find her like, oh, my God, she's the best looking woman I've ever seen in my life. But I was like, oh, okay. She's, I mean, like within my wheelhouse, you know, like within my interest. It's like, okay, well, you know, then she, my friend showed my picture to her. And, and I only add this because this is exactly what my friend said is that she said, Oh, how he's really handsome, but I hate tattoos, <laughs> you know? So, which is fine. I, I really, it did not hurt my feelings. It, it made me laugh. Actually, I've never met the person. So how could I get my feelings hurt? I don't even know the person. I, I did find it fascinating though. Cause I thought, isn't that interesting that whatever it is about tattoos that she doesn't like, you know, maybe I could change her mind. Right. I mean, that, that entered into my mind that maybe, you know, if we were to meet somewhere and she met me, she might like me. And then my tattoos wouldn't be an issue. Regardless, I think it's true of anything that we might not think is a fit for us. Like, Oh, I don't like, you know, I I don't like guys that are bald. Well, but maybe you would. Well, I like guys with muscles. Well, maybe you would like a dad bod or uh, you know, or vice versa, like just whatever it might be, being a little bit more open, a little bit more gracious in the dating scene. I think I, I can't see how it would hurt you. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like I can't see how it would be any kind of a detriment. I think if anything, it would just help you make more connections, learn more about yourself, learn more about others, and help you decide specifically what what you're looking for and what matters the most. And so, you know, those those. Those things, I would sit down and make your own list, you know, face, body, personality, emotional maturity, career, financial status, intelligence, all those, and maybe more, depending on what's important to you, all those things and more are important, you know, even in, even in that show, the trailer that I watched about the blind date thing or the dating blind, um, there was a scene in the trailer where a woman, after they talked and connected emotionally, then they saw each other for the first time. All that was good so far, but then she dropped the bullet or dropped the bomb of having like a hundred thousand dollars in school loans. And that's what affected the relationship, at least in the trailer. Maybe, maybe that's just part of the drama, but obviously there's gotta be drama. That wouldn't be interesting if there wasn't drama. So but I think it's real world drama, right? I mean, if I met someone and we connected and everything was going good and then, you know, I found out after a month or so of dating and I'm like, I'm kind of into this girl and, you know, and I feel like she's into me and then she drops the bomb that, you know, she's got a hundred thousand dollars in school debt. 
like, uh, that's not a deal breaker, but that's like, that's a conversation. <laughs> like we're going to figure that out. Cause I'm not taking on that debt. Uh, you know, it's, I, I, I can understand how someone would, that could be a deal breaker again. That wouldn't be a deal breaker for me, but I think for many people, it could be a deal breaker, right? Depending on a, their own debt to, to income ratio. I mean, you know, if they're in debt too, then it might not be any big deal at all. And I know, I mean, even someone like me who's debt free, that that's not something I'd be excited about. And it's definitely not anything I'd want to be putting my name on it. So, you know, you'd have to come up with a plan. You'd have to figure that out. You'd have to figure out how are we going to move forward with this information? Do we do some kind of a prenup where that debt stays with you and I don't incur any of your debt, like that debt stays yours and then, then we can work this out. You know, we can make this work. I, I've done many weddings where they did a prenuptial agreement based upon her income being more than his or vice versa. His, you know, especially in, in second marriages or whatever, um, you know, when couples get together, there, there's different, there's a difference there now because they have a life before. Whereas, you know, people that get married right out of high school or right out of college, you know, they've, they've built their life together. But when you're going for the second time around, a lot of times you're in that midlife time frame and you might have some assets and you're not willing to, to put those under threat for love. And I get it. And, and I think love carries a huge weight, but I don't think it overruns common sense and logic, rational thinking. All right. Hey, I really enjoyed the podcast. Thank you to Maddie Kay, the licensed therapist for coming on and, and sharing it. Her and I are going to do a podcast uh, in the next week or two. We've been talking about it. I'm glad this little phone call worked out today. So thank you, Maddie Kay. All right, everybody. Peace. Enjoy life. <laughs>